We're live. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We 2020, we made it. Yeah, we're here. Congratulations, everyone who helped make this a new year. Yeah. Humanity for inventing time. Got to give a shout out to you, the Gregorian calendar. Shout out to yep. the Roman Catholic Church, I guess, for that. Yep. Shout out to <laughs> to Tom Nook Aww. and KK Slider. Very cute. Yeah, there they are. And and Hawkeye. <laughs> sure. Yep. And Yoda. Definitely shout out to this Yoda. A new year. Ooh, silver Yoda. Yeah, fancy Yoda figurine on my desk. <laughs> Weird. But you know, the video game Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I just showed you. Yeah. Amiibos the and video whatnot. game Mount Rushmore. Yeah. What'd you do for New Year's Eve, Paul? Uh, we binged a show. I'm just trying to remember which one it was. I think we started season three of The Good Place and finished it the next day. So, yeah, that's what we did. We binged The Good Place over two days. Right on, right on. I feel like that season starts weak, but that gets better at the end. It that the ending of that season is weird. (laughs) That's a weird heartbreaking, right? Oh, my God. I hated that last episode. (laughs) It's just like, oh, my God. I know. I remember it killed my girlfriend. She was like bawling. It's really sad. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Fucking I'm excited for it to return because they're on their like holiday hiatus. I've been keeping up with season four. Yep. I think they're back Uh, next week for three more weeks. Can't wait. Yep. But it's uh, over for good. Then it's over for good. So uh, we decided to like we've been wanting to finish off season three for a while. So we restarted it because why not? Right. They're like 20 minute episodes. Who cares about rewatching two of them just to get that full arc in? Um, so we restarted it, just watched it all the way through, and now we're ready for four, but we've been watching other stuff in between. What did you do for New Year's? Uh, we and some friends went out to a park in San Francisco that was way too far away yeah. and watched some fireworks that get shot up over the bay, um... And I was under the impression it was going to be like fireworks they were shooting from the park. And that's why we had to go to the park because yeah. the bay's in between San Francisco and East Bay. And we could have seen those fireworks way better if we had just stayed in the East Bay and mm. went up to like the edge of the water. Yeah. I don't know why we went all the way to this park. But anyway, it was cold. Okay. So, yeah, cool. it was fine. You know, fun, fun seeing people. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I would do that exact activity again, though. I need to ask you if you've seen The Witcher yet the series i have not okay um a lot of i'm still going through the expanse season four which okay. is great uh-huh um and a lot of i don't know when i'm gonna get to the witcher because a lot of shows i like are coming back this month mm. such as sex education right um bojack horseman and sabrina the teenage witch to a lesser extent yeah mm-hmm uh, do you but care I, about I, The I Witcher at all? You've been watching Did it. you read the books or play the games or anything? I played three. I'm not the biggest okay. Witcher guy. Uh, I plan to watch it at some point when I have a bit of a lull. But you're watching it, right? We finished it. We binged it in a day. So you must like it. It's fucking great. <laughs> it's really good. Uh, right I have on. I have some issues with some of the casting decisions. But other than that, like uh, Henry Cavill is great. And every time he's on screen in The Witcher as Geralt... He fucking steals the show and you can tell he's having fun and that he's a fan of the source material and the games because, yeah, he's fucking stoked to play that role and it comes across. Right on. Yeah. Right on. That's good. Yep. Uh, other than that, yesterday we uh, were like, OK, we need to work more on the Watchmen. So we're at episode yeah. six yeah. now of that. We're going to finish that off. I mean, maybe tonight, depending when we end the podcast, but probably more likely tomorrow. Episode six. Is that still the flashback stuff? Um, it, so they've already, the episode we had watched before, they had introduced the Asian lady, her tower, and um, I'm trying to remember what, a, 
it's all kind of a blur when things happen and I had just watched it. It's kind of it's weird. It's about to get blurrier. Yeah. Um, um, but have they done any flashbacks, like black and white stuff? No, I don't think so. That must be the episode we're on. Okay, that's a really good episode. I, I'd say you you have the best they save for the end. Yeah, that's what I heard too. I, the last episode I watched was all revolved around Looking Glass. That guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And like he found out a big Some revelation. Some cool reveals in end. every episode. And yeah, that, that, that show finishes off so strong. Yeah, so we're close to finishing that off. And I'm pretty stoked for that. Because like you said, sex education is going to be on the docket pretty soon. Yeah. So that's yeah, going to be good. for that. Yep. Should be good. Yeah. Uh, John's not here. He's in the States uh, working, I think. Uh, it's no wait. Magfest. Yeah. Magfest. That's what it is. Uh, wherever that is. Yeah. The make um, America so great fest. Obviously. No, don't say that. <laughs> no. Ruined. That's, Hashtag yeah, ruined. That's a that's a good way. To, that's that's topical because I just. Oh, no. <laughs> I just um I just saw bombshell. Oh, yeah. Uh, it was any good. Yeah, it's a good movie. Okay. I, you know, like, it, it's hard to say if I, like, enjoy is a weird word. Yeah, just yeah. Because the subject matter is just, like, depressing. Sure. Kind of like how when people are like, yeah, I really enjoyed Schindler's List. That was just a good time. It's like, no, that's not. No, no. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, Bombshells enjoy, is good. I, I, I'm glad I saw it for sure. Okay, cool. But yeah, John will be back next week. Speaking of next week, uh, just getting it right off the bat. That's our game of the year show. Yeah. So get excited. Yep. Um, I I know. I think I think my list is pretty solidly locked. OK. Um, I might move some of the like bottom half games around a little bit. My list is not locked at all. Not locked. Okay. Not at all. I've had I've had the top five locked for a bit. Oh, really? Okay, interesting. Maybe, no, maybe maybe top four. I've had like pretty like oh, I know these four are, are yeah. like my four favorite games of the year. I th- yeah, um, I think I have to look at it that way. Like I think there's four or five I know are for sure just on the list. So those are probably yeah. the top, and then from there I think it's going to get harder. Right. I think I think from like five to about eight, I'm like. Yeah, these should be on the list. I'm not sure exactly the the order yet. Yeah. And then the last two are like, I think these are the last two, but I also have all my, my honorable mentions that could like easily take those last two slots. Yeah. So we'll see how this like this next weekend and, and next few days go. If, if any games have the chance to like bump. It made me realize 2019 was weird because I didn't fall absolutely head over heels in love with any one particular game but i liked a lot of them for different reasons so it's like i don't know how to like is the reason why i like this game more important than the reason i like this one like how do i fucking order this (laughs) right yeah right it's been interesting but yeah it'll be a good time so come back next week for a lengthy episode where we'll run down the best and worst games in our opinions of last year for sure. But yeah, but for now let's just do a regular podcast without John. Right. It's the first podcast of the decade. Um, January 2nd. I'm Sean Booker. I'm Paul Fleck. Sean, and, why don't uh, you tell me what you've been playing? I, I I'll happily tell you what I'm playing. Cause I'm excited about them both. Okay. Um, you know it, I know it. I just beat Gris or Grease. <laughs> I do I know Gris. it. Yeah. Um just before we started recording, that's why we're almost an hour late cuz I I thought I was like 15 minutes towards the end, but it just kept going. It gave me um, the opportunity to have dinner, so I was dope. I was down with yeah, it. No, it's you're, dope. you're welcome for sure. <laughs> uh that game's really good. Uh it's like a 3-4 hour experience. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, the music's really nice. Uh, I believe it won the Games for Change Award at the Game Awards. Uh, yeah, I think that's right. I believe it did. I'll fact uh, check, but I'm pretty sure you're correct. Yeah. Right. 
I don't think I would have realized the game is about um, like a mental disorder. Okay. I think that's what it is. If someone hadn't like told me that. What mental dis? I actually don't. Besides how it looks, I don't know how it plays or like what the mechanics are. So it's it's a puzzle platformer that focuses more on kind of the platforming, but not in any kind of a challenging way. Okay. Um, it's not like you need to do things quick or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, I would kind of match it similarly to like Journey's level of puzzle platforming. Okay. Where it's sure. like, yeah, you do have to like make this one jump. And if you don't, you'll just kind of fall and you have to climb your way back up the hill and then you have to make this one jump. Yeah. Um, obviously, none of the multiplayer stuff from Journey. Right. Um, but similar for Journey of like, it's a really light puzzle platformer. The puzzles aren't going to be that hard. The The jumping is not going to be that hard. And you're just kind of going through it. Similarly to Journey as well. Um, some good sand surfing. Okay. Which uh, is great. I think that's just quickly becoming like, if your game has like some cool sand surfing in it, I'm probably like enjoying that moment of the game. Okay. That's just a nice thing to have. Um, something else did that earlier this year. I remember because it sticks out to me, but I cannot remember what game that would have been. Does that mean you like steep? Uh, because snow is kind of like wet sand. See it like surfing. snowboarding. You mean yeah. like it's it's just different. Mm hmm. It's just different. Um, not to say I don't that I dislike snowboarding games, mm-hmm. uh, but there's been very few that I've like been really into. Also, just because they don't really make them anymore. Sure. And because snow like the last sucks one was, and sand is kind of OK, but it's gets everywhere. Sure, sure. Um, but yeah, Gris. Uh, so as you as you're playing through it, um, you're adding color into the world. So like the whole first stage is is kind of grayish and then you you unlock red and then you get a new color and a new color and it just kind of makes the game prettier and prettier and they and it kind of looks like a watercolor painting the whole time and it's just an absolutely gorgeous game. Um very enjoyable. Uh see I I picked that up on iOS over the break since it was on sale for like a dollar. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I would recommend Gris. Okay. Um and then on the other spectrum of like reasons i would enjoy a game and let me let me just load this up so i get the name right okay this just popped up on twitter randomly i Is watched it this like kukiyomi consider it yes kukiyomi consider it i should have just looked at my list <laughs> that i have on the, the notes <laughs> yeah this is a weird game this yeah uh-huh. this is this is a five dollar e-shop game on uh-huh. the switch very Japanese, but it's got like subtitles, so you're fine. It's basically like a light version of WarioWare, but all the mini games are about how considerate of a person you are. Oh, fuck. Or you want to be in each situation. Did this come out in 2019? Do I have to add it to my game of the year list? <laughs> it did come out in 2019. It actually came out in December 20th. Wow. This, this is what kind of like the tweet grabbed me. It was like, oh, late game of the year contender. And then this weird little like five second trailer. And I was like, five bucks. I'll give this a try. What is this thing? Yeah, I think um, I could just buy this with fucking those Nintendo coins or whatever. So I might right, just get right. this. So. Like, so it's weird. You have to just go into it knowing that it's just like it's just a weird thing. Okay. So let me give you some of the, some examples of these scenarios you're going to have to do. And again, you have like like four seconds before the next mini game just happens. I'm on mini game like 60. Like it just kind of just keeps giving me them. They also have okay. a quick mode. Uh-huh. It, like the the first, mo- let me just, let me load up this menu. Okay. So you get the full Kukiyomi experience. Okay. These screenshots are great because they're all completely different. <laughs> they're weird. So first off, like because it's Japanese, yeah. the menu is actually like vertical. And I don't think my uh... switch is going to, I don't think my uh yeah there, we go. there it is. Okay. Now it's focusing. Yeah. But that's just because that's the way Japanese is written. Like you play it landscape. Right. But when they when they translated it, they just wrote the word in English beside it in a way that you'd have to like look at it sideways. So your that's options hilarious. are consider it. Uh-huh. Like two words. Consider it. Yeah. Quick consider it. Consider it together, which I'm very interested in knowing yeah. what the multiplayer mode is. And then options. Quick consider it are they're the like 
they're like packs of them kind of that you'll go through. There's set one, two, and three. I've only done set one so far. But on like on consider what number am I at? So I can continue from last session. I am on yeah, so I'm I am on number sixty. And I, I'm just gonna pause that because I don't need to play it right now. Um so one of the first ones is like there'll be you're on a train. So the, the whole game is you you are going to control whatever is red on screen. The whole game is black and white. Um, right. Looks very much like a rhythm heaven like graphics. If it was kind just of. black and white. Sure. So yeah. Everything's kind of like hand drawn. Mm-hmm. Um, you control whatever's red. So you're you're a passenger on a bus. It just shows like a line of seats. You're sitting in the middle of like kind of an open space and then like a couple gets on and you have four seconds to decide do you just leave the guy sitting there or do you move your red dude to the side so that they can both sit down together right and that's the mini game one thing i don't like is it doesn't really like tell you how like how you did like what it'll do is after every like five or ten of them it'll give you just like a really quasi like you were moderately considerate you were vaguely considerate. You okay. were very, very vaguely considerate. And it's like, well, I don't know which one of them I did like good and which one I did bad. I just did like 10 in a row. So that's a bit of a bummer because I, I sometimes I honestly can't tell what they wanted me to do uh-huh. in this scenario. Um, and, th- and then some of them are just weird. So I, I can't tell if this is maybe just like a Jap, like, like a cultural difference thing. But some of them are like what they consider being considerate is odd like there was one where i guess you you must be at some kind of convention but anyways your character's like oh i really want to get a dot a dot so like the the initials aa's autograph okay and then it cuts to a scene where you're walking towards two booths one has aa one has bb and aa has a line yeah and bb doesn't yeah. What do you do? You go to BB to make him feel better. I guess, but like my character's not even interested in BB. They want AA's autograph. So like You got to think Japanese, I guess man. That, well, so I I went to BB, like I assumed, okay, maybe they want me to spend time with the person who has no line, but at the same time it's like is that is that actually like being considerate? Like I'm my character's interested in AA. I mean, it's not being considerate to your own heart. So, I guess I, not. Like yeah, there's there's some weird ones. Um, there's also like weird things like your so your your character's on a date with a girl, and then so the two of them are moving forward, and there's two buildings. One says Robocon, and one says Romcon, like sorry Romcom, as in like romantic comedy. Yeah, or robot convention, or robot convention. Yeah. So which one's more considerate? So here's the thing. What if you're dating an engineer? You have four seconds. Which one's more considerate? What if you're dating an engineer that really wants to see Three, those robots? Two, one. All right, moving on to the next minigame. I have no idea how that ranks. All right. I lo- it won't tell you. So here's the thing. Instead of me buying this game, why don't you just give me scenarios and count down like that and then tell me if I rank good or not? I, that's the thing. Is like I wish it gave me some kind of feedback. Yeah. Um, but also I think there's something kind of like almost meditative of just like, I'm just going to do these scenarios and yeah. like, you know, that's just life. Yeah. And I'm curious how high it goes. Cause the main mode, I'm at 60 already. Like it, like how high is it going to go? Who knows? I um, mean, they range. I'm, I'm reading from, the thing here. It tells me how many problems there are. If you want me to. Oh, can you tell me? It says a hundred. Okay, so it's a it's a pretty short game. Okay, yeah, I was hoping there would just be like an obscene number of these, just like a million problems to solve. (laughs) Yeah, but I mean, it is five dollars, so that that makes sense. Um, anyway, so you kind of see what the like what the gameplay is. I'm curious how that would work in a multiplayer, unless it was just like go back and forth, and who can be the most considerate. From like from what I'm assuming, just by looking at screenshots here, I'm guessing one of you is the red character and one's a blue character, and then you both oh, control. Like who's, who can more quickly do the considerate option? Maybe because like 
the one screenshot I'm looking at right now is the one you were talking about, about a boyfriend and girlfriend needing to sit down on the train. The red character can move over and so can the blue character. There's like a space in between them and like there's another space there. So maybe just like if you both moved over or something or like if the blue character got up and the red character moved over, like which one's more considerate? I get like, I don't know how this works. I don't get and then it sounds like you don't know how it works either because it doesn't tell you. <laughs> it's it's just like it, it's extremely obtuse. Yeah. Which is which there's something kind of nice about that. But at the same time, like, I just wish I knew if I if I made the right choice or if I made the wrong choice. Like, that's fine. I don't I, don't, I just I want a little bit more feedback. But anyway, yeah. this game's five dollars. I think it's is worth just seeing because yeah. it's a it's a weird thing and I just want to support these weird little things that come out. I'm I'm definitely taking a look at this. Again, I'm pretty sure I have the coins to get this for free, so I'm definitely looking at this. So I'll I'll give you another scenario. Okay. Your your character is sitting in I guess that what it is is um like on a a bunch of chairs uh with some other people like an addition waiting room. Okay. Uh-huh. To audition. Sure. And your character, who is, for whatever reason, like obscenely overweight, everyone else looks like a normal person, and you look very large, too and, real, in, in like an unhealthy fashion. Okay, and you're like sweating, and it's and it's it, sure. you're like uh, you're a little unsightly. I don't I don't get why. Anyway, your character is thinking to themselves, "I really hope I get the part." No, I really want to be like the Yellow Ranger, something like that. Okay. They want to be the Yellow Ranger. Sure. And then from off screen, a word bubble pops in saying, all right, who's up for the Yellow Ranger? And you have to raise your hand. And then it's like a two parter in the two in the second one. You're in costume. And I can't. I think you I think you still like visually look overweight. I don't get that has nothing to do with anything, by the way. OK, you have to then m- match the pose where you would be in like the lineup like there's a clear obvious like oh and my character should be doing this uh-huh. you have to then do that and then it moves on okay i so i know. I know japanese sense of humor is very visual so that just must be a funny gag that they put in I guess what does that have to do with being considerate <laughs> If anything, it's so ironic that a game about you being considerate is just like showing some overweight slob and like as the point of laughter for people. <laughs> I I like I, I yeah, I don't get it. Let me just let me load up one of these quick considerates so I can just read you like the intro slash tutorial. Okay. Cause it's cause it like it it's just such a weird thing. All right, quick consider it. Set one. I, can I say, by the way, that I love the the winner for Games for Impact this for the year gets like two minute talk time. This stupid fucking considerate game is getting like half an hour. This is why people should listen to the top down perspective. <laughs> uh, here, I'm going to read this. There's two pages. So here's the first page. This is a space where you are free to consider things as you like. There is no one here to stop you from being as considerate as you please. <laughs> as you please. <laughs> and then I and then I move on to the next one. After considering the situation, move the red object on the screen. Sometimes there may be nothing to move. Just do what you consider the appropriate action. If you wish to stop playing, press the plus button or the minus button. Mm-hmm. That's it. Go. There's something it's nice safe about space this to simplicity. be as considerate as you want. Like yeah. Thank God. <laughs> That's what we need. Safe spaces for being a normal human being. <laughs> yeah. Maybe this should have won games for change. Game for change. Honestly, maybe. Anyway, that's Kukiyomi. Consider it. Um, And it's $5 on the eShop. Yeah. It has, it has my recommendation. Yeah, this sounds great. Honestly. Yep. I, I wait. I look forward to seeing what you think. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, that's all I've been playing, though, Paul. What have you been playing? Uh, I finished Death Stranding. I completed it. Um, all right. I know exactly where that's going to be talked about for Game of the Year without spoiling anything. I know exactly where that is. Um. Okay. All right. I played that totally accurate battle simulator preview. 
Oh yeah, I I what did you think? I feel like you would enjoy this game. It's really fun, and I was sad that it ended. <laughs> I was like, okay, oh man, I wanted right to go on. on longer. I want you to give me. They don't have to be in any kind of order. Your top three units and why. And then if you could also give a visual description. Uh, I really like Mammoth because it's the first big bulky thing you get. And it's googly eyes. It's like a woolly mammoth, right? The woolly mammoth. And it's googly eyes and just kind of like the way it throws itself in this stuff is just hilarious to me. Yep. Actually, before we get into this, sorry. Why don't we explain what tabs is? Yeah, okay. So Totally Accurate Battle Simulator is basically you get a stage like an arena or whatever. And in this arena, it's split completely in half. On one side is like a red half or whatever that you can't do anything with because that's the computer um, side or the AI side or whatever. The other half is you have the ability to place down units and units cost a certain amount of resources. And it like you just basically see what you're up against first and then you place units to try to basically kill all their units and win the battle essentially right. yeah so it starts so off it's like the um it's like dota underlords but the yeah. original yeah exactly it's like the original dota underlords um auto chess it's the original auto chess that's what i wanted to say yeah um so it starts off very small with like cavemen with clubs and stuff or whatever. And like you can choose, I think, cavemen with clubs and cavemen with shields if you wanted to, like protector units or whatever. And then it can it continuously gets like harder and harder where the AI has access to something that hits harder or does something that can like fuck up your last strategy essentially. So you have new units that you might be able to use to like combat that or whatever. And it's just right. uh, and it should be should be said that like all these characters are basically like um, gang beast figures. They're all silly rubber boys, basically, where they're just kind of like <laughs> flopping around like all crazy when they move. So like the spear guys will just like throw a spear and then fall over from the like momentum of it. And they're just like wobbly yeah. boys. Yeah. And they all have um, googly eyes, which is one of my favorite yeah. aspects of it. Yep. Oh, yep. also, I should say, to turn the tides of battle in your favor, you can actually, um, like, find pick a unit and, like, take it over. So you become the googly-eyed whatever. And, like, you can maybe think a little more strategically about maybe not standing in the way of the Minotaur that's, like, about to charge or shit like right, that. Right, because the way the computer works, or how the battles work, is they just kind of push everyone into each other. And yeah. just let them do their like one attack. Yeah. Basically, and kind of just see what see what, what happens. Yeah. And uh what this means is that you might have a winning strategy that loses every time. Because <laughs> sometimes it just something goes weird or whatever. Yep. Yep. Because <laughs> there's All like right. physics so you, t- going you said on. Mammoth is one of your favorites. Give me two more. Uh Mammoth is one of my favorites for the silliness. Zeus is really fun mm-hmm. because he just kills a bunch of shit. Like he's fun. Right. Lightning, right? Yeah. The lightning. Yeah. Um, in that same like pantheon or whatever of uh, characters or units, I really, really like the snake archers that literally shoot snakes that attack enemies. Those are good. Right. I'll give you my three favorite and it's they're all just because they're silly. Okay. The wheelbarrow guys. Oh, they're so they're either great or terrible because I've won battles with them that like I was supposed to lose. And I've lost battles I was supposed to win because they fell off the edge. <laughs> right. They're just guys with wheelbarrows just running. Just running. Full speed ahead. Yep. Um, the headbutting dudes. Oh, the like hobbits or whatever. The halflings that just jump. No, at people? no. There's there's one where they like they point their head and then just lunge forward. Oh, like, vertical okay. spear tackle someone. OK, um, I like those guys. And then the the crow ones that like throw the crows scarecrows. Yeah, the scarecrows are yeah. weird. Yep, those I like those three quite a bit. The scarecrows are annoying because if you try to like take it over, you actually just can't see the battlefield because it's like hanging on a post or whatever. So it's just like obstructing your vision. You can't see shit coming at you, which is hilarious. Right. Right. Yeah, that thing's it's a fun. good game. It is actually very good. Yeah, it's just fun is the thing. It's 
it's like if you don't if you want a tactics game but you don't care about tactics essentially it's just dumb but like there are there are ways that you will just lose forever so you still need to like put the right units down it's weird it's hard to explain but people should try it out for sure it's like watching it's like when you put like eight or like four or eight just computer players in smash bros just to watch them fight each other yeah but the game is actually setting you up with like different fights you need to go through and you need to figure out okay which computer generate or controlled characters would i want to match this up against right yeah, um, yeah and they're all just goofy and fight like gang beasts yeah exactly um so uh, game of the year talks are coming which means i'm trying to catch up on a bunch of stuff even if it means just playing a few hours of them so I installed and played a bunch of Rage 2, and I'm kind of liking it. Uh, it's kind of, uh, it's been a nice chaser to the weird pretentiousness of Death Stranding to just play a dumb shooter. And it made me realize, okay. though, that I really wish Doom Eternal was out, because that's what I really want. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Right on. Yep. But Rage 2 is kind of fun. Like, there's, it's so generic and forgettable that I had to write it down right Much away. like Rage 1. Yeah. I had to write it down in our list right away after I played it one night because I knew I would forget I played it. So, but that's a thing. Good sign. <laughs> Good sign. Yeah, just dumb shooter. Uh, this is a game that John alerted us to in a DM, but there is a th- Pcross 3D uh, type of game on PC called Voxelgram. And I'm playing that in my spare time and I absolutely love it. Right, I installed it. I haven't played it yet. Is it is it just Picross 3D? Basically, yeah. It makes me wish it was touchscreen, though. But uh, I got used to the way the mouse moves for the most part now. Maybe you need a touchscreen monitor. There is an option for touchscreen, so I, I'm i sure that would work. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to see what you say about it, because you're the one that cares more, I think, about that. But sure. it's super fun. I've been really enjoying cool. it. I'm about three quarters of the way through. And um, in the same way that I installed Rage 2 to just like try to get some time into it. So I know if I can talk about it for whatever reason for game of the year, I finally was like, okay, I need to see Indivisible. And I don't know what to do with my list now because that game's fucking amazing. (laughs) I really like it. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. I want to play it. It just seems like the most. Of course, this will be on Game Pass any day now kind of game it does seem like that for sure yeah um so i'm just i'm trying to like play a game of chicken with xbox here (laughs) yeah um so what i can say is that it does have its share of like small problems that i think comes from just like a small studio kickstarter type game um without like a fully realized vision of what they're doing primarily that it's an rpg but you don't get anything out of the battles like you can you get levels which gives you a little bit of health but like overall you don't get like you can't grind for items or like money or anything like that to buy new items it's all kind of just like from hidden objectives and items in the world that you can get it's very metroidvania in that way so it kind of seems like a paint like it seems like there's a lot of times where you're just like, I just don't want to like do some battles because I need to get through this part and I want to do the boss thing, but they're kind of thrown in there and I get like nothing for it. And this wouldn't be too big of an issue, but the way the battles feel in the game is that all the enemies have a lot of health since you're playing four characters at once instead of one character. So to compensate, the characters are very, very tanky. And it can be really, like, time-consuming in to get through some of those fights. But, like, I really, really like the design of each character uh, represents, like, a different button on your... the uh, different face button. And the way, like, you use them to interact with each other and timing-based attacks and stuff like that, you can kind of combo some stuff. And it's really, really cool. I really like the system a lot. And that animation is gorgeous. The voice acting is on point and great. Some of the writing is stupid, but that's fun, stupid, like it's uh, charming, not like bad, stupid, if you know what I mean. Right on. Yeah, it's really, really good. That is a treasure that I don't think enough people honestly were talking about. I can I definitely see the flaws in it, but I'm having such a great time overall that I easy I can easily overlook them. 
Nice. <clears throat> nice. Um, I can see why your uh, game of the year list would not be locked. Yeah, because I like I was even thinking Rage 2, and then I was like, no, nah, if anything, Rage 2 is an honorable bench, and I don't think that's a list game. It's, wow. Maybe. I, I felt like no one gave Rage 2 any kind of praise, so I'm surprised to hear this from you. I mean, it's a dumb shooter. There's no praise to be given, really, but it's fun. <laughs> Games can be fun sometimes, I realize. Oh, sure. Yeah. Uh, that's all I've been playing, though. All right. Um, it's January 2nd, so there's still no video game news. Uh, For the really, most part. So let's yep. just, yeah, let's just do some uh, questions. Yep. Uh, if you'd like to send a question in, it is topdownperspective at gmail.com, at TDP podcast on Twitter, uh, the Discord channel, and John's P.O. Box. I'll read this first one from Dedinsky. Favorite board card tabletop game? Um, card game like probably solitaire but like it kind of doesn't count because I hate doing like the actual card version of it but I like the like because it's such a pain in the ass to clean up um for multiplayer stuff I really really like four souls and like I guess I guess I'll say magic in person is fun online it's kind of a shit show Tabletop, obviously, D&D. Okay. Uh, board game's hard. I'm trying to think of, like, the last board game I played. They're mostly card-based. I just played a bunch of Betrayal over the holiday. That's fun. Okay. Betrayal at House on the Hill. Yeah. Um, But, like, my favorite board game is probably... I'm a big fan of, like, Forbidden Island, Forbidden Desert, Pandemic. They're all basically the same game. I like co-op. Okay. Games. Yeah, yeah, sure. Quite quite a bit. Um Did you ever play King of Card Game Tokyo or whatever or King of New York? I have, yes. Those are fun. That game's fine. Yep. Yep. I like that game. It's basically Yahtzee. It is. Yep. Yep. That's a good one. Um Card Game. I mean, I'm always going to have a place in my heart for Cards Against Humanity. Okay. I have had just amazing times with Cards Against Humanity. Um but on like a more kind of like obscure and like to get some card game cred. Um Epic Spell Wars is a okay. very good card game. That's uh-huh. um, very cheap as well. I highly recommend that game quite a bit. Um, so those are like some of my favorites for sure. Meta game would be like a top contender if I knew more people like close by in real life that talked about video games. <laughs> sure. That's like very much a, you need a specific type of person to play this with. I haven't played metagame in a while. And you're like talking about like, cause there's different versions of you're talking about like the video game version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No, I haven't played since like a while back when like a bunch of us got together and played it. And even then you still, you needed like people that kind of like n- really followed games. Yeah. Cause they were referencing like, you know, like Spelunky and stuff, which yeah. I'm assuming like a normie wouldn't know. Sure. Um, maybe at this point a normie knows Spelunky. I don't know. Probably. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Yep. Rasterman says, as the year is almost ending, thoughts on 2021. <laughs> and apparently that wasn't a typo. So that's a year away. Uh, I haven't really thought about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 2021. Uh, my current visa will be up. So hopefully I don't get deported. Okay. I'm kind of just hoping like I'm alive then. I hope this year's like good and sure. whatever. Yeah. I saw World War Three was just trending on Twitter. So I oh, hope I'm alive. God. <laughs> um Oh God. The new consoles will be out. Yep. Hopefully I uh have them both. I don't see why I wouldn't have them both. I hope there's a Switch Pro. Sure. Maybe I have that thing. Yeah. Yeah. I hope I have not broken any more bones. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. There's my there's my future predictions. Yeah. Uh Dedensky writes in with another question. If you could Oh, did we do this one? This is the opposite oh, of nope. the one we did. This is the opposite. Uh if you could give one non-Nintendo IP of your choice to Nintendo, which IP would you give them? So who's just dropping the ball with one of your favorite franchises? You want Nintendo to polish it up. That's a good, yeah, that's a good way to think about it, huh? 
I, but at the same time, like I couldn't, I could be like, well, no one's doing anything good with need for speed and burnout, but I like, I don't trust Nintendo to do anything good with those. True. How about something like, I'd like Castlevania to not be in the hands of Konami and I'm sure they could probably do something decent with it. Like you just want anyone to hold on to Castlevania because because they're not going to do yeah they're not going to do anything with it so right sure in that like in that same regard Metal Gear would be nice to go to Nintendo or like Sony back to Kojima or whatever that'd be nice to just get the stuff away from Konami (laughs) so other people could do things in those universes. This one's kind of hard because like I get those are kind of easy answers because it's just like, well, I don't want it with Konami. So give it to anyone. I'm trying to think like what would Nintendo like, who would you at? specifically want Nintendo to get their hands on? I, and then I think of more like family friendly kind of stuff. And not a lot of other companies do that. I would really like ukulele to go to Nintendo. That's a good answer. Let's just sure. Like, yep. let's just. But you liked the last one. That's what I mean. Is that like, let's cut the bullshit here. And, like, let Nintendo make it so Ukulele and the Impossible Lair feels as tight as it should instead of, like, this kind of little bit wonky jankiness that it had. Get that sure. polish on there. Um, I don't know if they would do a great job with it, but maybe give them the Viva Pinata license. Make a new Viva Pinata. Okay. Sure. There's my answer. Conqueror says you are given an unlimited budget to build an escape room. What's the theme? Can be anything. And how difficult are the puzzles? Give an example of a puzzle you put in. Okay. So we're going to so we build an escape room. I don't I don't know if I can like come up with a puzzle. That's on yeah, the spot. That's definitely the hard part for sure. Um all right. Theme theme should be kind of easy. What do you do for theme? See, here's the thing is that it should be kind of easy. <laughs> and I have no idea because a lot of them have been done the easy so instantly what happened when I read this out loud just now is that I thought Resident Evil the house that's been done like many times actually so okay I don't know that like <laughs> should it be a new one because I would obviously do that deadly premonition uh-huh at some point you got to eat the sandwich <laughs> right okay um what else happens in you got to put the cream in the coffee and then it'll like spell out something for you to do right fk in the coffee yes definitely for sure uh and at one point you go into the weird like red underworld place mm-hmm. um and the national anthem plays or whatever that song was and there's a big shitty tree just somewhere there's definitely a tree somewhere yep what well, a i think i just hit it out of the park what a weird game. Deadly Premonition 2 coming out 2020. Death Stranding Escape Room where you have to move packages from one end to the other. <laughs> okay. Sure. And there's like ghosts in there. Like like you get the handprints on the wall. They're like coming towards you. So you got to. So every now and then you have to like stand still and hold your breath. While holding like a literal hundred pounds on your back. Sure. Yep. That sounds fucking that terrible. Ba- that one's not bad. I do like the aspect of like every like three to five minutes, you have to like pause mm-hmm. and just like be as silent as possible. It makes me think of like whenever a video game and they do this more in like uh, horror games or at like a scary moment where you can't move the controller at all if there was some kind of like uh, gyroscope in there. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, the, the thing would like detect you. Didn't Until Dawn do something like that? There's a few, I think, that did. I'm not the person to ask. Okay, fair enough. Um, And then I guess the puzzle, like, would literally be some, like, places would only open up if you put, like, a certain amount of weight worth of, like, packages or something that you carried to, like, open something up. You could... Sure. A pretty rudimentary puzzle. So the difficulty of the puzzles, I don't think, would be the thing. In that theme, I think it would just be the, like, doing a task that is, like, labor-intensive while also having to be very quiet and, like, kind of scared. Sure. Yep. I don't... This has nothing to do with either of the themes. I'm just trying to think of a puzzle. I want something where, like, 
where you're controlling some kind of like hand like two-handed rig yeah where it's like when i move my hands this way somewhere on the other side of the room there are hands moving like that and i have to do something really intricate with like robot ar- i have unlimited money with like robot arms yeah. on the other side like i have to build like a like a like a card tower or something you know what i mean um yeah yeah but it's not one to one like i'm controlling hands over there right so there's like maybe a little bit of a delay and obviously like yeah just a really slight delay depth perception would be completely fucked because you're not controlling yeah that would be cool or you know what just a third person shooter thing where you only have vr goggles on and like you're seeing from behind you and having to control yourself in the third person where you're moving oh weird i think I think Will Smith from Tested made that early on in VR is he made like a third person camera and walked around his backyard. I think there's a video online of him doing that. That seems like that would be super disorienting. Maybe dangerous. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Uh, VGC Kenny writes, since the PS5 and the Xbox Sex are being released at the beginning of the decade and console generations seem to be getting longer each generation, what would you think of the 20s as being the single console generation decade. So do you think 10 years? Mm. I mean, I could see it, but that's a long tail on that. I think the opposite's going to happen. And much like phones, we're going to get a new Xbox every, like, maybe not yearly like like the iPhone, but I would not be surprised if, like, the Xbox, you know, Series X two yeah comes out in 2022 and it's pretty similar but it's just quieter it's smaller um and it's a little bit more powerful and it's yeah they just keep putting out a new iteration every like two years kind of like how you would like like upgrade a computer Mm -hmm. essentially because that's kind of where we're at anyways we're not at not like like, not like mm -hmm. component parts no no computer that way but i mean like just like phones where it's like and eventually we're gonna have to be checking like how well does this game run on each version? Yeah. And then they'll just stop supporting some of them because they're too old. Although th- seeing Xbox, maybe they, they never stop supporting them. No, they probably, I could would. see them being yeah. like, it needs to run on every version of Xbox. Totally. Um, although now that I say that back at the 360, they were like, no, Halo four does not run unless you have a hard drive. Mm-hmm. So maybe they would do that. <clears throat> but I, I, I think there's going to be, much like that we have the half step consoles this year, <clears throat> excuse me, this generation, there's going to be a not exactly half step, but a upgraded version every two to three years. I bet. Do you think there's ever going to be the singularity where they're all just kind of like, we're just like buy whichever version of this you want, but it's the same console essentially. <laughs> I mean, I think that's the, that's the nice thing about the name convention of the Xbox mm-hmm. is it's now just Xbox. Yeah. And then they just keep being like, here's the Xbox 2021. Right. Here's the Xbox 2022 version. Yeah. Here's the Xbox. You know, I bet that's just kind of where we're headed towards. Kind of like how they do Windows. Windows 7, Windows Millennium, Windows XP. Like, Xbox is the brand, not the product anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I'm not going to say PC is the brand, but no one ever says, like, everyone just says, like, I have a gaming computer. I mean, it's not like anyone says this runs only on Acer branded computers. It's just no, it runs on gaming computers. I mean, PC it gamers PC. do specifically say that they have NVIDIA or AMD or Ryzen now is the new one. So, yeah, for the graphics card, though. Right. And that's what runs games for the most part. Right. But it's not like it's going to only work on like one of those. No. Yeah. Yeah. I really kind of hope they don't do that for consoles. That's like the one draw I think consoles have is just you buy the one and they find a way to make games work for it for a while. But we'll see. But I don't, But even if they do do the like, you know, you know, smaller steps, it's not like it makes yours worse. Yours is as good as it as it was. It's just for people who want to spend and get the more powerful one, you have that option. But it's not if we're at the and point someone, where it's like this only runs on the new version of PlayStation. Not This only wor- works on PlayStation 5S, not PlayStation 5 normal. That's the problem, right? When we get to that I point. I mean, they do that for phones. I know, and that's what 
phones are disgusting. And don't they kind of do that with computers? I mean, at some point, your computer will not be able to run the game. You will need to put more money into it. Yeah, but I'm not buying a whole new computer. I'm buying one component that can run it. Sure. Yeah, but I don't think... Yeah, I I think this is the closest they can get before it is just a computer. Like, maybe they come out with a modular console. I don't think that would happen this generation. Yeah, modular modular console would be pretty dope, honestly. I think that'd be kind of cool. Sure. I think Nintendo's in a good spot for that. Like, what if they came out with a dock that actually had some processing power in it? I know. Like, why doesn't it? (laughs) That's the thing is that that would be so good. I mean, it it has some, right? Because games do run better. Uh Uh-huh. But like, Um, what if like when you plug it in, it's actually like like, a PlayStation 5 now by plugging it in. Right. Yeah. Just a stronger dock. Then they wouldn't have to change the form factor of the actual handheld. Yeah. Uh, Maybe you could even run the, the light. Maybe you could dock the light in some way. Yeah. Um, But like if they came out with a like a one hundred dollar dock. Yeah. You know, one hundred thirty dollar dock that significantly made it run better when it's docked. I might seriously consider that. Honestly, yeah, like, oh, man, imagine. So when you have a game or whatever, when they release a game on hand and handheld, it's always going to look kind of shittier or whatever, and that's fine. But imagine the dock, you plug it in, it downloads some firmware or whatever, and that is now like PlayStation 5 quality Like it downloads like the 4K textures or whatever. Yeah, exactly. But like you can still take it undocked or if like you want like the shittier version mobile, but then you plug it in and it's like the version you would get with the new Xbox. That'd be fucking amazing. I mean, the hard part there is you would have two different storage things you need to keep in track of. Um, everything should be also, cloud as far as i'm concerned anyway but yeah i mean if it if microsoft was doing this i would be i would totally trust them to just have everything synced what about google N- nintendo Stadia. can't even get like if you have two switches yeah those don't even sync. nintendo can't even get insane. friends lists I, proper so yeah like side note i can't tell you how many times i've seen a switch light deal and seriously thought like man the switch light is nice yeah but i can't it would literally make my life more difficult yeah. if i bought one yep are you kidding? I am here with money, Nintendo. And they're being like, well, if you give us that money, it's going to be bad for you. Well, then you're not getting my money. Yeah. Anyway, back to what I was saying, though. Um, the other problem is I bet those games, when they are better, um, just because they'd be more intense, it, I think it would hinder the handheld version of the game. Mm-hmm. And not even for, just from like a graphic standpoint. Like I think of like Hitman. They would have to like take NPCs out. Yeah. So you'd be making like two versions of that game now that are drastically different. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm sure that's one of the main reasons they don't do that. Man, that's gaming magic if they can get that to work, though. Literal gaming magic. Okay, final question from I'm3D Homer. What single year this decade provided the most fertile ground for you to enjoy playing video games, both because of your personal circumstances and the games released? So I'll start this off easy, even though I didn't think 2019 was an absolutely outstandingly amazing year for games. It was unfortunately the year where I was unemployed and got to play games without hindrance. <laughs> sure. So that's I'm, cool. I'm going to in kind of the opposite way. I'm making the most money I've ever made in my life. Mm-hmm. So I just have more money to buy games. Uh huh. So 2019 was pretty useful. However, I might put it to 2018 um, because I think that's when Game Pass came out. And Game Pass has pretty much changed how I get games and like the amount of games I have access to and play. Right. Um, Like and there's a reason everyone's coming out with a subscription service now. Like Game Pass has changed the industry and we are going to get more and more game subscription services. Um. So that was a pretty massive one as well. Also, however, 2017 introducing the Switch and then coming out with Zelda and Mario, that was extremely significant too. Not only that, but yeah, just the Switch in general with a good way to play all those indie games that I love, like handheld or on TV or computer or whatever. Like, I mean, we did have the Vita. Yeah, we did. Which was definitely indie game focused, but mm. I feel like the Switch was playing a, a bit bigger games. Yeah. 
you know, more substantial. And and that's, again, part due to putting a full, arguably one of the best Zelda games ever on it immediately. And then a completely full fleshed out Mario game. You're right. That, as well. that is definitely arguable. Um, 2017 was a great year for sure. That's probably the year. Honestly, <laughs> I'm trying to think of like what big things came out. Oh my god! I just did I'm just a- trying to think more because I can't remember like the release dates of everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I just don't want, like I don't want to go back to like my game of the year list. But I'm trying to think more like circumstantial and personal to me. And I just know like the Switch Switch is has huge. Revolutionized plane trips for me. It has changed my commute if I ever get a seat. Um, <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. I I feel like there's an obvious answer that I don't know (laughs) that I can't remember where games came out, but 2017 was huge. So I'll say that for sure. All right, that's going to do it for questions this week. If you want to send in questions for not next week, but the week after that, uh, it is top down perspective at gmail.com at TDP podcast on Twitter, the discord channel or John's PO box. What's your game of the week? Uh, indivisible. Um, I'm going to give it to. It's just so <laughs> weird. I'm going to give it to Kukiyomi. You have to. Yeah. 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 Um, all right. Bunch of housekeeping things for you guys to keep in mind and check out. Um, first off, Paul put together a pinned tweet on our Twitter account that kind of has all of our socials or, or kind of important things you need to know, such as a link to our discord, a link to the Patreon, blah, 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 stuff like that. So if you're ever trying to find kind of the important stuff to connect with us or whatever, in some kind of way, check out our pinned tweet on Twitter. It is um, important to be said. Somebody already said you forgot John's PO box. I did not forget it. That is not a TDP PO box. So I don't want to like put that as a place to send stuff necessarily. Like, I don't know if something ever happens and like John is just like, I quit or whatever. I don't want people to just get used to sending shit to him if it's meant for the podcast. People, sure. they can look at his stuff for that. Yeah, John has that stuff public. So if John wants you to find it, you can find it. Yeah. Um, this Sunday will be the last day you can submit your game of the year community surveys. Yeah. Um, so if you haven't already done that, you have a couple days left to do so. We are going to tally up all the votes from our community and discuss them and announce them during the Game of the Year episode. So definitely make sure you have your lists done or what games you want to have submitted in there. Yep. As mentioned at the beginning of the show, our Game of the Year episode is going to be January 9th, which is uh, this coming Thursday. So the next episode, yep. barring anything doesn't get come in the way, that's what we're planning to do it. So definitely uh Get ready for that. Uh, And also, it is now January. So if you were following along with the Patreon or you've been sitting on the edge, maybe you want to think about becoming a patron. This is probably the best month yet to do it. Not only do you get access to everything in the Patreon, but there's a sticker promotion going on where if you are a $5 backer for, you know, just the month of January, you can lower your pledge after that or you can just cancel as long as you've somehow sent us $5 on Patreon, I will be mailing out physical stickers. You know, they look real good on water bottles and stuff. Yeah. Um, they're the top-down perspective uh, Joy-Con definitive colors. <laughs> yeah. As as someone pointed out, and we, we didn't realize that. Um, and But there's a whole post on our Patreon um, that's, that's public, so you can figure out how to do that. Uh, again, you you don't have to be a, a recurring member. You If you're a, a $2 backer, you just go up to three. You can go right back down. As long as within the month of January, you send us $5 and then direct message the account, your address. I will mm-hmm. mail you a physical sticker uh, in come February. So this is a great time to do that. Word. Uh, last but not least, uh, Time Spinner has finally won the TDP Plus poll. Uh, so for January, we'll be playing through that and discussing it at the end of the month. All it took was John to choose it instead of me and then it won. (laughs) Is that what happened? Yep. Okay. I I had forgotten, but yes, I guess so. It's been up um, there so so many times. (laughs) It's been up there for quite a while. It's finally the winner. 
Um, so look forward to that at the end of the month. Um, all right, that's a lot. That's a lot to do. So get excited for next week. We'll be back then with John. Thanks, everybody. Bye. See you. Uh, see you next time.